0: Hey it's Chris here. I've got a quick question for you. What are you doing November 9th through to the 11th this year 2019? If you're available I want you to consider coming to our annual conference which takes place in London, England every single November. It's called the Youpreneur Summit and it is the UK's number one online entrepreneurship conference. But don't let the fact that we're using the word UK in there spoil it for you. In fact, actually, we've now had people from over 40 countries around the world attend the event since we started it in 2017. This year, you're going to get the opportunity to learn from people like Todd Hal Elrod, JJ Virgin, Sue B. Zimmerman, Phil Jones, and a host of other incredible entrepreneurs and extremely successful business owners. And we would love for you to be able to come and spend some time with us, learn lots, mastermind plenty, network like your life depended on it, and go away from the event ready to take on the world more than ever before. The first two years sold out months before the conference even took place, and we doubt that 2019 is going to be any different. So head over to youpanersummit.com right now to secure your ticket. That's youpanersummit.com. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 335 of Youpreneur FM. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, as always, and you, my friend, are in the right place if you are an entrepreneur that wants to build a profitable, future-proof business. Based around you, your personality, your expertise, and the people that you want to serve. Yes, welcome to the world of the Youpreneur. Solo show today with myself, and uh, very much looking forward to getting stuck in on this one, actually. Today we're going to be talking about crafting your first really simple email marketing funnel. Now the reason why I'm going to be diving into this a little bit is because we've received a lot of messages recently over at upeno.com where we had a series of posts and podcasts going out in regards to marketing funnels and people kind of getting their heads in a bit of a spin in regards to what they should do, what they shouldn't do and all that sort of stuff. So we're going to dive deep on that today. However, before I go ahead and start waffling on about your email marketing funnels, I want to bring your attention to the fact that tickets are now on sale, very much so on sale for our big annual conference which takes place in London, England every single November. Yes, it's Upana Summit Time, my friends. The UK's number 1 online entrepreneurship event is back for a third year straight, and at the time of recording we're almost 70% sold out on our tickets. So, if you want to come to London, and spend a couple of days learning from people like Todd Herman, JJ Virgin, Hal Elrod, Phil Jones, Jeff Goines, Sue B. Zimmerman, and a host of other fantastic expert speakers, as well as my good self, obviously, is the host with the most over the weekend. You should definitely check out youpanersummit.com for more information and to get your ticket at the absolute lowest cost. So that's upanasummit.com. Go check it out right now. It's happening November 9 through to the 11th this year in London. And I would love to welcome you to my hometown for what will be an amazing weekend, but without a doubt, the best investment that you will make in yourself and your business this year, guaranteed. Okay, so let's get started on this week's content, focusing all in on how to build a really simple email marketing funnel, something that will serve you really well for a long period of time, but won't take you, you know, an entire decade to set up and get running, right? So let's paint the picture a little bit. So you're online, you've built a business, or you're in the process of obviously building that business. You're bringing people back to your own hub online online where there's an opt-in form, right? And that's all about getting targeted customers into your email list or onto your email list rather, and getting targeted content to them via email, having them subscribe to your work, your messages, and all that sort of stuff. That is the starting point for where we are with our email marketing funnel, okay? So now we're going to break down those five main points in terms of doing this in the right way and a relatively simple way as well. So first up, you've got on map out the customer journey. So what you need to do here is you need to step back and you need to ask yourself, why are you trying to implement this email marketing funnel? The real reason you should be doing this in the first place is that your sales are going to obviously happen over a period of time. It's not about doing it overnight. So you need some kind of marketing automation process that will nurture your audience, eventually turning them into paying customers further down the line. Now, most leads are not ready to be sold to when they first come to use. In fact, actually studies have shown that almost half of them might never be ready to buy from you. That's pretty tough to accept, but it is what it is. It is a little bit of an uphill battle, right? We know this. It's sales. It's marketing. It is what it is. But setting up a sales funnel to nurture them over a period of time will, you know, obviously grow that opportunity for you to be able to close them as a customer at some point in the future. And nine times out of 10, at a much lower cost of acquisition than if you were to go ahead and just sort of just blast them with Facebook ads or pay-per-click ads on Google or something like that, right? So... You need to sit down and you need to map out what that perfect customer life cycle journey is going to look like from when they find out about you for the very first time, right the way through to when they buy from you for the first time as well. Now, what people miss here is what happens if their audience doesn't buy. Well, the funnel right? It can't just come to an end. Something has to continue happening. And then you need to really sit down and simplify what that looks like. A lot of people get really, really scared when it comes to the idea of putting together an email funnel, but it doesn't need to be complicated. It truly, honestly doesn't. You can automate three emails being delivered and that's it. You can get a lot fancy or a lot fancier going forward much, much later on. So next up in this process is... Creating your welcome series of emails. So email number one should tell your audience what they can expect from you ultimately, right? So you have got to share when you publish blog posts or podcasts or maybe even when you go live on social media via Facebook or, you know, LinkedIn or whatever the case may be. Email two would ideally be something focused around you and your story and how you arrived at where you're currently at doing what you do. This is so that people can get a little bit more of an understanding, sort of the why behind what you're all about. The next email, number three, can be an email that says what you stand for. Right? And what you're against, there's no reason why you shouldn't get a little controversial here if you want as well. I really like this, and it reminds me of what I like to say of marketing like a magnet all the time, right? It's all about attracting the best and repelling the rest away. At this point, if people start unsubscribing from your email sequence, don't worry about it. They're simply not the right people for you. Now, emails four, five, and six are really where you're gonna share some of your best content. You've got to give them content that will really resonate with them at this point in the journey with you. And then obviously it's time to make some sort of an offer in some variety in email number seven, right? You've got to address any pain points that you know they're experiencing, talk about the benefits of your product or your service or whatever it is that you're offering. I actually go into this in great detail in my book, Rise of the Youpreneur. If you haven't got a copy yet, head over to youpreneur.com forward slash book to find out more about it and to grab a copy. Trust me, it's a good read. I mean, it really is a good read. Uh, Number three in the process here is creating your lead magnet. Now, Deciding on a lead magnet, a lot of time, it will drive people a little bit nuts. Um, And my very good friend Greg Hickman from over at Simplify uh, really helped simplify this for us at Youpreneur. And we start by asking ourselves three very, very simple questions, right? Number one, what do most people come to our website hungry for? What problem do they have? What solution? are they hunting for, right? Number two, what's the problem that they need to solve absolutely now? Like what's the one thing that they want to see happen immediately? What's that low-hanging fruit, right? And then third is how you're going to actually capture that lead. So what are they hungry for? What problem are they going to solve? And how are you going to capture that lead? Now, this is going to help you really identify what your lead magnet should be because you want something that will set up your audience to not only be in, you know, kind of falling even further in love with you and what you're all about, but also you want your audience to be ready to start thinking about buying your products or your services. So you can survey your audience to answer these questions very easily to try and identify what's really bringing people to you in the first place. And when you create that lead magnet, you want it to be somewhat similar to the intent that your audience will have to buy your product. Let me say that again. You want your lead magnet to be somewhat similar. It needs to be relevant to the intent that your audience will have to ultimately end up buying your product. You can you can even go backwards almost and kind of reverse engineer it and find a lead magnet that would go well with your product, but you also need to make something that your audience wants from you as well. So that's number 3, getting that lead magnet sorted out. Number 4 is to address new customers In the right way, right? So a lot of entrepreneurs forget that there shouldn't only be a new lead funnel, but also a new customer funnel as well. Like what happens when somebody buys from you? Is there some sort of an onboarding secrets in place? Do you check in with them personally? It doesn't matter exactly what you're putting in place, but there should be some sort of automation in place when someone buys from you, as well as just getting onto your email list in the first place. So you've got to get those touch points down so that you keep in touch with them. And, and you stay relevant with them from an email content and make sure that they're obviously turning into a happier customer as time goes by. And you know, I see people all the time setting up membership communities, right, where they're charging people to have access to those communities. And then they're not nurturing their people after they've signed up and they've become members. Are you mad? Why are you not nurturing your customers properly? You can ask them if they've logged in and introduced themselves properly. You can tell them about the private forum and the other areas of the membership, particularly if it's things like learning material and, and, and you know some sort of a training library that you've got for them. You can use email automation to engage with your audience virtually, every single stage of their journey. But if you don't have the right mindset about doing that and actually putting the steps in place to make it happen, then obviously you're not going to, you know, you're not going to nurture people properly and you're not going to look after them properly. Now, the fifth and the final step here is a step that I think a lot of people don't want to even think about potentially doing because it's a little uncomfortable, but you've got to do it. And that is engaging with your non buyers, right? It's one thing to nurture the people that spend money with you, but why are you not trying to convert the people that are interested in what you've got going on, but they're not actually spending money with you yet? Now, this could be as simple as just sending an email after they don't buy following getting an offer from you in your email funnel. You can simply just ask them to reply with the reason why they didn't buy from you. It's really that simple. It doesn't have to be rocket science at all. At this point in the proceedings, you've got absolutely nothing to lose. I'm giggling here a little bit saying this, but here's the thing. So many people don't do it, and they're leaving money. They're leaving money on the table, and that drives me nuts. It really does. This is probably one of the best marketing tools that you've got at your arsenal. Seriously. Because if you don't ask, you don't get. You've got to find out why they're not buying from you. It's huge. So when you launch your first sort of little marketing funnel and you want to know in their language why they didn't buy, if you see those trends starting out, you can fix it, but you've got to ask them to help you. So ask them why they didn't buy. So there you go. That's your five-step process for building a really simple email marketing funnel. Six or seven emails, mapping out the customer journey, creating your welcome series. I mean, that obviously takes a little bit of time, but it's the time invested that you need to make. You're going to come up with a great lead magnet with that as well. Address your new customers, engage with them, nurture them properly, and don't forget to talk to the people that don't end up buying as part of that little funnel as well. I hope today's episode has been incredibly helpful for you. I, I think I did a half decent job at kind of breaking this down and making it a little more simpler to understand and follow. Do me a favour, will you? If you've got through to the end of the um, you know the episode here, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at. Chris Ducker, send me a direct message, send me a public tweet, whatever you want to do. I'd really love to know how you found this particular episode of the show. Because I think that um, it's an important part that many people glaze over and uh, we shouldn't be doing it because In today's very noisy, crowded, stressful business world, if there's anything we can do to automate things in a way where we're still caring about what we're doing, we're still serving our people properly, but we're making our lives easier in the same exact step, um, I think that's something we should be doing more of. I really do. Show notes, links, everything else over at youpreneur.com forward slash 335. I will be back you again next Friday. Thank you so much for being part of my little ecosystem here in the world of the Youpreneur. And I'll be back at you soon. Bye for now.